Welcome to This Week in Location-Based Marketing with your hosts, Asif Khan and Abriana Lopez. All right, we are back with your favorite podcast show of the week. This is This Week in Location-Based Marketing. It's episode number 418, and we're recording live on Wednesday, June the 12th. Abriana, you are not at home. Where are you? I am in sunny San Diego. No June gloom here. The past few days, it's been like beautiful and hot. And um, I'm at a conference called Mobile Connect. So um, it's been good. But yeah, I am not at home. But I'm headed home today. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, well, I am at home in the uh, in the six here in Toronto. And uh, the Raptors, man, what a game on Monday night. You know, like, incredible like uh, Kevin Durant the whole controversy around that the losing by one point and then hearing yesterday from the NBA that they should have called a foul and given us two free throws in the last 90 seconds I don't know it's just I don't even know where to go with that but anyways we're going to game six tomorrow and uh, hopefully we'll take it on the road whatever um, yeah so we got a good show for you um, we got three industry news stories three member news stories and uh, we announced uh, yesterday uh, our 2019 global location trends report so i'll uh, i'll tell you where you can get that and kind of what you can expect so uh with that let's just jump right into it all right well we are kicking it off with uh cowboy boots and wranglers um have you if you have not heard the song old town road by lil nas x <laughs> this is gonna be in my head all day long. It's gonna be stuck in. Anyways, I don't know what Billy Ray Cyrus is doing with uh, hanging out with Little Nas X. I don't even know who that is. I just heard the song yesterday. My daughter was telling me about it in the car. I'm like, okay. Uh, and here it is in in our story today. So whatever. Go ahead. Yeah, so um well like you know my it's this song is just viral right now. I mean, my 4-year-old knows this song and she asks Alexa to play it like every day and she thinks it's great. Um but anyway, so Wrangler's kind of capitalizing on this whole song because in the song he says, "Cowboy hat from Gucci, Wrangler on my booty" is one of his famous lines, Lil Nas X, not Billy Ray Cyrus. Um so they created this microsite that is wranglerommybooty.com. And if you go there on your mobile device and you uh, scan the back pocket of your Wrangler jeans, then you can kind of unlock this like behind the scenes uh, look at filming the song's music video. So this is trying to obviously encourage like mobile interactivity with the brand, unlocking new experiences and exclusive content. Um, and then they're urging mobile users to actually check out this new capsule collection that they have as well. I think it's probably like derived from maybe the song. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I think this is really interesting because one, I'm like, okay, is there a whole new like generation of, you know, are we going to start seeing like hip hop wear transition into like Wranglers? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I don't own any Wranglers. Uh, maybe I should get some, I don't know. Wranglers look like, but, um, anyway, so the other thing that Wranglers doing is they're really trying to direct like mobile ordering, um, 
to uh, this, this is kind of in line with some of their other recent efforts that they have, you know, they're trying to become more shoppable, you know, being more social, um, you know, trying to reach that younger demographic. And obviously this song totally reaches that younger demographic. So I think this is really fun and I, it's refreshing to see a brand like Wrangler that you just don't really think is going to be doing anything, um, like mobile or fresh or young to, you know, they're capitalizing on a good opportunity and, and trying to reach like a whole new, a whole new demographic, um, not only based on like age, but also probably interest. I mean, the whole hip hop crossover is really, um, intriguing. So I think this is great. Um, you know, I, I, I like that they're, they're, they, that they have thought about looping in the shopping aspect of it because they're like, okay, this is great. We have some attention now, but like, how do we monetize it? And how do we get people to shop more because of this one line in a song? So, um, yeah, I think they're doing a great job. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you. Like this is a brand I have not, is has not entered my consciousness for a long time. I, I, re, I can remember as, as a kid, um, Wrangler, you know, but it, like for me, it's, it's part of a group of brands that, uh, was part of my childhood, you know, like kangaroo running shoes and, was <laughs> and like, you know, all these things that we used to like, you know, we were into and Wranglers was, you know, one of those brands. And I, like, I, I remember having a pair of Wranglers. I don't remember how old I was. Um, but it's a long time ago. And, um, you know, I haven't thought about it for some time. So I, I think if you can find ways to engage with modern technology, social media, mobile, you know, I love the idea of scanning clothing uh, and creating experiences from that. I like that there's, you know, taking this to, you know, the video aspect of that. We know the popularity of video. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know about whether Billy Ray Cyrus, I guess he's a Wrangler you know, guy, uh, or something. Well, little Nas X is wearing the Wranglers. And, and little Nas X are both <laughs> Wrangler people. So that's the, you know, the, the common ground that brings them together. I don't know. Right. I would have guessed like, Hey, if you're going to do a crossover, you know, maybe it's little Nas X and, you know, Darius Rucker or somebody like that, you know, if, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where it's called. <laughs> right. But you know, that's not my thing. But uh, what I do know is, is that mobile and social and scannable, codes and all of that is what's going on and it is what the young people are, are doing today so if you can tap into that and find ways to engage them with good content because it is about content yes um then i th i think you're you know you've got a path to um you know some modicum of success so i like yeah. that i know they've been playing around with uh um you know the from a song from the song perspective on song soundcloud and you know teaming up with uh, tiktok and and you know yeah seen the growth of that we've talked about that on the show uh recently as well so i think this is interesting i think it's it's cool and and as you'll see in our show today uh there's a there, there's a, a theme that's going to build here about you know scanning uh and creating content-based experiences you know from that so uh, there you go wrangler little nas x and billy ray cyrus you know here's yeah, the funny well thing though. so my daughter my daughter's like this song comes on the radio while we're driving and she starts telling me about it and I, like asked me if I'd heard it, which I hadn't. And then she's like, uh, yeah, and it's got this guy, Billy Ray Cyrus. I said, do you know who Billy Ray Cyrus is? My daughter's 16, right? And she's like, no. And I'm like, this is like, you know, who Miley Cyrus is? <laughs> she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. Okay, so he's old, right? Uh, I remember, I mean, Achy Breaky Heart came out yeah, when I was exactly. like fifth right. grade or seventh grade. I mean, I'm really dating myself, but... 
Um, you know, what's interesting about this song, this really has nothing to do with our show, but um, this, the Lil Nas X actually came out with this song before Billy Ray was on it. So it right. came out like months before that. And he was topping Billboard's country chart. And then Billboard stopped allowing him to participate on the country chart because they said that the song did not have enough country elements in it. Right. So then they did the remix and then Billy Ray comes in. And so I feel like they were like, well, bam, how about this for your country self, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's super fun and it's, it's catchy. Like all the, you know, kids are singing it and it's a, it's definitely a fun song. So Wrangler on my booty.com. Go check it out. Scan your Wranglers. Yeah. I, I, you know what? And, and I haven't tried on a pair of Wranglers lately, but I'm open to it, you know? Like, let's see. Send us some. We'll have them on the show. Ariana and I both. Wrangler. Yeah. Or come come to Retail Loco. We'll all wear. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Yeah. Find me some boots. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Moving on from Wranglers to the North Face. um, And they've got an interesting campaign. Now, this happened a while ago, um, uh, leading up to South by Southwest. And... um, so they're basically using geotagging, uh, tech, geotargeting technology to drive uh, awareness and sales of a new waterproof coat, uh, a raincoat, I guess, of sorts, um, and uh, doing this with Spotify. And so the way the campaign worked is basically, you know, by combining Spotify's uh, location targeting capabilities with uh, real-time weather data, they were able to serve ads um, um, only when it was only in areas where it was raining for a waterproof coat that the Northex was uh, driving. So I think it's a great combination of data uh, and technology here. And the neat thing is, is that they, um, they worked. um, um, So so this was again, a a Texas play here. So partnered with a uh, a rock band called white denim uh, for a song that they created called raindrop. Uh, specifically for this campaign and then they released the song on Spotify but you could only hear the song on Spotify if it was raining in the area that you were in so um, it wasn't just widely available on Spotify so I like this because it's it reminded me early on in you know probably nine years ago something like that when we you know in the early days of the LBMA uh, I remember there were a couple of of platforms there was this company called uh, uh, bubble and there was another company out of new york the name escapes me now and they would do um entertainment music uh based experiences that were only available in certain physical locations like I, like there's a, a band called blue brain that uh released an album and you can only listen to the album if you were in in central park uh or you know at the washington you know monument or whatever they would go to these places and they would record music about how they felt about that place um but you could only hear it when you were there um and it was really neat to see geo sort of based content experiences and i love that they're doing essentially the same thing here but doing it on a mass platform like spotify yeah i think it's interesting i I do like the idea of the geo targeting with the weather for the ad campaign um the music lupin for me is a little bit I think of it like there to me there's a lot of challenges with the whole music loop in because if it's something that I like and I want to hear again but I don't want to stay standing in the rain or like yeah you know. <laughs> uh also I so I feel like from from an artist's perspective you're like okay do I really want people to be able to only play my song at certain times 
um, or have to go to a certain place to hear that song. I like the idea of using music and using um, whether maybe to drive people into a store, if there was like a physical location that could capitalize on that audience. But um, it falls a little flat for me just to say like, you have to be in an area to, to listen to a song or to engage with a product because unless it's like the actual store itself. Right. Um, but for the North face, um, actually one of, um, one of the people here that I was talking to the other day, um, as on, I believe like the data science team for all the brands that are under, I think it's like vanity fair brands that have, um, North face. And so I'll have to ask her if her team worked on this. I would assume that they probably had like an agency that, that, built this into a campaign but um i do like this i I like the idea of using weather for something that is specifically related to weather. i I think it's yeah i I think it's a it's a great uh data combination mashup as i said and uh and 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 as i said this was leading up to south by southwest so white denim actually performed the song live at south by southwest uh so so a lead up to that so yeah um cool interesting so there you go. Maybe we can get uh, your uh, your colleague there to come and present this case at uh, at Retail Loco. That'd be cool. We will see. I'll have to talk to her. There you go. All right. So now we're moving into beer, but kind of staying with the whole like scannable uh, play here. So there's a beer company called Single Cut Beer Smiths. I've never had it, but um, they have a new beer that's called Big in Japan. Um, it's like a new IPA that they rolled out. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of IPAs so much, but um, you know, I like these beer cans that they made. They're really pretty. And what they did is that on these beer cans, they actually created four different QR codes. And when I say QR codes, I'm not talking like your standard black and white looking barcode QR code. These are really beautiful, like intricate pieces of art. So there's like uh, there, it's very colorful. It's very artistic. Um, and so these codes though, there's like hints inside the QR code of a song. And so you have to look at the QR code and try and guess what the song is. And then when you scan it, it actually opens up Spotify and plays the song. So you can see if you were right. So there's four different cans that contain these clues to rock songs that have made it big in Japan. So, um, they're playing on the name of the beer with songs that actually, have shown success or people know um, in Japan. So um, I think this is really like playful and fun. And um, the agency that actually pulled this together is called Zulu Alpha Kilo. And they're um, actually out of Toronto. So yeah, to you Canadians. Um, but yeah, so I think this is like playful and fun and I like it. But my one thing that if this falls a little bit flat for me is that they should have tried to figure out how they could continue um, with a digital conversation from here. So there's only four different can. I mean, obviously it's hard to do like unique codes on cans. You can only do so many. So, you know, they only have four different ones. Um, but, you know, it seems like there, it could lead them to an, another place where there maybe is another experience for like more trivia or more engagement um, from a brand perspective. So I really like how they've thought about engaging their, you know, their beer drinkers and their consumers and, and kind of making drinking beer like playful and fun and like, Hey, here's a drinking game. It's already on, on the beer can for you. Right. But after you have four, you know, friends that each have one, like your game's over. So how could they have continued that? Right. But I like it. It's 
fun. Yeah, I, I like it too. I think it's very creative. I, I, you know, I'll take you exactly as you said. You know, the the cans are beautiful. Uh, these are not your everyday QR codes. Uh, these are really, really nice uh, art pieces almost. Um, and I, I, I like the idea of, okay, you know, you're drinking this beer, maybe you're in a, in a local pub or bar or something. And, um, you know, it's typically an environment where there's music playing or you're watching something on the TV, you know, whatever. And I think, you know, we've seen just sort of the traditional experiences of things like trivia, in, in bar scenes, like with the old networks, NTN and all that sort of stuff where you're playing trivia against other bars and all that sort of stuff, answering questions. And I think that this idea of name that tune, um, you know, is something that has persisted over time. Like it's, it never goes old, right? Like you're always like, Oh yeah, yeah. Remember that song or, or yeah, I know what that song is. Or, um, you know, even like I was watching the other day, um, what's that show with, um, Jamie Foxx, um, can't beat Shazam or something like that. I think it is. Let's, okay. Yeah. There's, there's like a game show basically where contestants have to like name the song before Shazam can actually name the song. Oh my gosh. Um, that sounds like a fun game. Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's things like that. Right. So, so, so I think there's like a lot to be said for that idea of gamification and engagement with, with audiences. Um, and doing it where it's initiated through the can of the company and, and, and that company being sort of music oriented in, in the first place. Like they're, you know, they, they build themselves as a uh, rock and roll brewery kind of thing. Um, you know, um, and I think that's cool. So, so I, I love this. I think it's a great campaign and, and even better that it's a Toronto agency that's, uh, that's <laughs> together. I, I'm going to have to go find this beer and give it a try. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, okay, so that's our three industry news stories for this week. Um, before we jump into the member news now, I just want to highlight uh, yesterday we finally uh, released our 2019, what we call the Global Location Trends Report. This is the fourth year uh, that we've done this study. Um, and essentially what we do is we go out and we survey marketers, CMOs, heads of digital marketing across you know, our global operations. Um, uh, for the first three years, we did that in our five biggest markets, which is Canada, the US, Germany, the UK, and Singapore. And this year, while we kept the general question set the same for benchmarking purposes, we, we, because we're growing so fast, we decided to kind of more regionalize the, uh, the focus. So uh, instead of being specific countries, now it's North America, EMEA, LATAM, uh, APEC um, is kind of how, how we restructured that and and given that we've recently launched in the last year you know new chapters in in france and belgium and you know sort of expanded our you know emia data collection piece um you know with our existing operations in germany and the uk and others um and also apac and and now the recent move where we just opened in mexico city uh pushing into latam we thought you know we want the research to reflect that so um yeah so excited to have that out there it, it's uh it's free and available to all lbma members uh and if you're not a member you can buy the report uh through the site uh for a very small cost of 290 dollars uh just some numbers that uh, i think would be interesting for for folks is that uh, 97 percent of the companies we surveyed are already using location-based marketing in some way that's a huge number 52 percent of 
budgets are already being allocated to location data or marketing or advertising in some in some form or fashion and again keeping in mind that we look at location-based marketing across all media it's not just mobile it's it's out of home it's 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 digital it's online it's all of it um uh, as i said this is the first year we're tracking latam uh we hadn't done that before um but what we're seeing there is one of the interesting things is um 50 percent of uh of folks in the latam market are uh, allocating budget and making significant investments in Wi-Fi. Um, so that's a big thing uh, in, in the LATAM region. Uh, globally, smart lighting and NFC uh, are, are growing really, really fast right now. NFC in particular, uh, looking to hit 72% uh, adoption globally by the marketers that we talk to uh, in this. And then the other big push uh, is non-marketing related uses uh, of location data. So we're seeing big interest in public safety applications, smart city applications, uh, analytics overall, and IP uh, data, a space you know well, um, but beyond marketing, right? Like uh, just, you know, kind of just looking at all sorts of other industry and vertical use cases for uh, location data. So that's just some of what you can find in there. Um, you can just go to the lbma.com forward slash research and you'll find the uh, report there. Yeah. All, All right. right. There you go. So moving on now to- I got our, mine. So I'm excited to dive into it today. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> moving on to our uh, our member news now. Um, so I'll kick this off with a uh, an announcement that came last week uh, from our friends at Amazon. Uh, about a new image recognition tool. And we've talked a lot on this show about, you know, how search is changing uh, and being kind of totally reorganized around voice and around images. And I think, you know, this this is a story that speaks right to that image piece. Um, and so sort of like looking at the, you know, what you can do with AI technology today, they've launched a new, or they're about to, it, it's it's launched, but it's not released yet fully. Uh, a new tool called Style Snap. That's one word, Style Snap, uh, from Amazon. Uh, they announced this at their uh, Re Mars conference in Las Vegas uh, last week. And essentially, it, it's an image recognition or photo recognition technology for fashion matching. Um, not a new concept overall. Um, uh, you know, there's some brands that have played around with this. Azos uh, launched a style matching uh, solution last year. But big in the sense that this is Amazon we're talking about and doing this at the scale and size uh, of who they are. Um, and visual search, you know, is uh, is growing really, really fast. 62% of millennials, I read in one study, uh, are, say they desire the ability to visually search over any other new technology out there. Uh, and the likes of Google, Amazon, Pinterest, and Bing are all working on solutions there. So that like, like there's lots going on in this space. Uh, so like I said, this is, it's AI powered. Uh, it's all about using, uh, so the way it works is there's a, you open the Amazon app and then you click on the camera icon in the upper right corner of, of the app. And that's where the style, style snap uh, uh, functionality exists. And then basically you snap it and then it goes out and does matching and tries to find you know, that particular item on Amazon or makes a recommendation of something that's very close to that item. Um, and all you know, driven off of the, uh, the AI uh, engine that's, that sits behind it. Um, and it can differentiate apparently too between uh, like knowing things about you, like so like whether, you know, your A-line skirt looks like this or, you know, it looks like, like something else. Um, Do you know what an A-line skirt is, Asif? 
It's the skirt that goes like 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 an A. Come on, I mean, right? I don't know, isn't it? It's yes. shaped like an A. It's like it's like this. Yeah, you just don't kill me. Like you said, like you just were so confident about it. Like it's A line skirt, T length. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know what that one looks like. It's easy, but what are there other letter skirts? I don't think. Um, no, there's not other letter skirts, but there's like pencil skirt. Yeah, those are the straight ones. Yes. Yeah. There you go. I got it. I have a Uh, working daughter. (laughs) Yeah, so I think this is really cool. Like, I want to try it out. Um, I think, like, a lot of times you – I'm not one to, like, go into a store and buy an entire outfit together. Like, you know, I'm not going to go to, like, Banana Republic and get the cardigan and – the matching sweater set and like matching pants and all those things. So I like getting kind of like sourcing different pieces from different places. And so this seems like a really great tool to be able to do that. I think people also are a little bit overwhelmed with how Amazon presents their, when, especially when you think about like clothing items or um, like accessories, it's sort of hard to filter through all of it. So if you can kind of use the image um, in terms of like a sorting a sorting tool or um, kind of a point in the right direction, I think it would be very helpful. Um, and they would probably sell more because of that. So. I yeah. Like and I think that, you know, at least anecdotally, it seems like they've, you know, not had, you know, overwhelming success with their private label uh, clothing. Right. So I think this is a great tool for trying to drive that with their recommendation engines and, and, mm-hmm. and so on. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Back to Atlanta we go. Coca-Cola yeah. has launched a new summer campaign. I feel like what's really interesting about this is this is Coca-Cola's first summer campaign in six years. They haven't done a summer campaign in six years, which is crazy because I feel like Coca-Cola is like known for their summer campaigns. I mean, that's like when they yeah. really, you know, and I'm or like. Or get the polar bear at, at Christmas. Yeah, that's too. Yeah, for sure. And their Santa Claus is always awesome. But um, so they, they've launched this new summer campaign and there's a, a few different pieces of the campaign that they're, that they're doing, but they're giving fans a chance to win. Uh, they have more than 150,000 exclusive prizes. So you use your, your phone and it's called sip and scan. Um, you scan this, the sip and scan icon that's on like the, the cans or the bottles. Um, it's on Coke, Coke zero and the other flavors. Um, and so the more that a person scans, the more chances they have, or like the more likely it is that they're going to win something. So obviously encouraging people to drink more Coca-Cola. Um, and they get some of the surprises are things like concert tickets, movie tickets, amusement park, baseball games, exclusive experiences. So like one of the big things that they're doing is they are promoting the um, U.S. women's national team that will be competing um, in the World Cup for uh, to, to, you know, keep their title. Um, so I think they're competing against France. Um, so there's all these different like, you know, experiences that are pretty exclusive that they're promoting and now on the 20 ounce bottles so like on the bigger plastic bottles they actually have this detachable wristband and so it's like a peel away wristband and it has different pop art designs like a hot dog or a coke bottle or you know something on it 
And so um, on the on the wristband, it says, I believe. And so that's kind of the crest of the, the U.S. Women's National Team. So they're, again, promoting that. Um, but now if you they're for like they have these limited edition um, wristbands that are not plastic, not on the bottles. And they were actually created from the red gold nets of the 2019 She Believes Cup, which is pretty cool. So they took the wristbands, the, the net and made wristbands. And it has like a little metal, you know, icon on it that says, I believe. So now you scan the wristband from the bottle and you attend one of these games and you get to change it in for one of these real wristbands. Um, so pretty cool. I mean, I think that they have... I like the whole like scan and win thing. I like that they're promoting people to, um, you know, continue drinking there. You know, it's not like just one and done um, or like you're scanning a bottle and having this experience and you're like, okay, now what? Um, it's definitely like, you know, promoting loyalty, uh, repeat customers, all of those things. And for people who are big soccer fans, you know, it seems like it would be a good opportunity to, you know, try and, and get one of those special wristbands. It's kind of cool. So, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about this campaign. I think it's really good. I can't believe they haven't done one in, in six years, but, um, I think that this is like really, they're, they're really hitting the mark with probably who their target audience is as well as, um, you know, really focusing on something like positive and, uh, you know, pr I guess promoting like the country and cheering on our team and, and, um, everything there. So I like all the different layers that they've thought of this with. Yeah, I, I don't really have a lot of negative uh, to say about this. I think it's a great combination of technology. Uh, I love the tie-ins uh, with the wristbands and the, you know, to the, the nets and kind of bringing the sort of the, the country together behind their, their team. I, I love that. And I think, you know, soccer at a youth level is, is huge uh, in both of our countries. Um, but I, I guess the only thing I would say is from a brand perspective, um, you know, obviously, you know, Coke is, is a huge proponent and, and sponsor of sports, the Olympics, you know, obviously soccer and things like that. So, so, you know, I get, you know, sort of the, 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 the alignment to that. I only wish that, you know, if you think about athletes, like it's athletes themselves and people who are playing sports aren't necessarily going and drinking Coke right? It may be Gatorade, um, you know, or, you know, uh, <laughs> or, you, or you know, Dasani or, you know, whatever, uh, um, what, what's their thing called? Uh, vitamin water. Sorry. That's, um, that's what I was going for. Um, you know, you know, having this kind of across multiple, uh, products in their, in their suite, probably, you know, for me, you know, would have been interesting, but, but, but I think, you know, part of the challenge with big companies like this is that uh, when you have so many different portfolios of products and you have sort of different brand managers and all of that, it's difficult to kind of coordinate, you know, across an entire suite of things, right? Like it, it's like when we, when we do work with Mondelez too, like it's, you know, we're just doing an Oreo campaign and not, it's not across Oreo and Trident and Cadbury. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's, it, it's just one. And so I get that aspect of it. But I also just think about there, there, for, there's the fan base, which this completely uh, applies to, and it makes perfect sense. And it's a great campaign for engagement. Um, and then there's the actual athlete, 
right? And the people who, you know, are playing the sport. Um, I know like when I go and play baseball, I'm drinking, you know, vitamin water out there. Like I'm not, you know, drinking Coke. Um, and I'm the guy who does drink Coke zero anyways. Um, uh, like all the time. So, uh, but I'm not doing that while I'm out playing sports. Right. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, I just, just, that's my only kind of feedback, um, about the campaign, but I love this idea of the wristbands and the, I believe piece of it and using, you know, pieces of the net and, kind of the whole connectivity around the, this. Um, and I guess the other thing, the other part of it for me is, is that um, I'm assuming this is all backed up with uh, some big social media engagement element, right? That ties this together, but. I, don't I would know. hope so. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't read about it, but. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would hope so. But, but yeah, I mean, it's the summer and people are drinking, uh, you know, these things and, uh, and there's prizes to win. So why not? All right. There you go. So um, final story. Um, now we're go moving from Coke to Proyo. Uh, and we're talking about, uh, you know, high protein ice cream uh, that Proyo sells. And they've teamed up with InMarket. Um, this happened a little a few months back now uh, to use their beacon and location-based uh, data to kind of try and drive awareness and traffic uh, around their product. And so, uh, in market, if you're not familiar with them, uh, has been around in the, uh, in the Bluetooth beacon, uh, engagement space for some time. They have their SDK, uh, embedded in some 700 apps, uh, which is a lot of apps. Mm -hmm. uh, they say reaching 50 million active mobile devices in the U S. Um, and so that's a lot of, uh, you know, first party data. And uh, what they're doing with that is helping Proyo kind of build an audience and target based on, on what they know about, you know, people who are uh, close by or actually in stores that carry Proyo products. They say the campaign ran live across 1,100 retail locations. Um, and, it's a, and it's about kind of knowing where people are, potentially where they are in the store. Are they in the section of the store that, you know, sells this type of product, trying to engage them while they're there. Um, you know, so, so there's, it's not unique from a technology perspective, but it is, uh, a great kind of use case for this type of location data, this type of location signals, uh, that we talk about. They say that, uh, some of the data here, they say brand awareness on the campaign increased by, on for Proyo increased by 21% and purchase intent among target shoppers more than doubled and the click through rate on the actual pre-shopping messaging ads that they were running was 4.47%. So good engagement, right? Um, across this. Uh, so, um, you know, I don't have a lot more to say about this, but I think it, it's, it speaks to the power of if you can understand the audience well, um, and you know where the people are and you know what, what products available there, um, being able to target them at the right time with the right message. Um, you know, you, it can be very, very effective. And, and we know that, I mean, that's what location-based marketing at its core is. Um, and this is a good example of doing it well. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't really have a ton to add here. I think that it makes sense, um, especially for something like Proyo. I had not heard of it before. So brand awareness obviously is something that they really needed. Um, and so I think that the, the brand awareness um, uplift was significant. It makes, it makes sense. Um, and then the in-market, obviously, that, that 
granular level of data and the fact that they have their SDK in so many apps does make it um, a very compelling and uh, scalable op option for somebody like a, a brand or a CPG like Proyo. So I like it. There yeah. you go. And that's our show for this week. You've been listening to episode number 418 of This Week in Location-Based Marketing. Of course, we'll be back next week. Aubriana will be back at home. Uh, I'll be here. Hopefully, the Raptors will have won uh, the NBA Finals by then. And, uh, yeah, uh, if you're listening and watching and you have uh, feedback, criticism, story ideas, uh, reach out to us. Um, if you're a member, go get your copy of the uh, Global Location Trends Report. If you're not a member, you can buy one and uh, let us know uh, what you think of it. And, um, yeah, um, looking forward to, uh, to seeing you all again next week. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye.